0: As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're gonna wanna listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable Hello, magical
1: friends. I'm Ali Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra. And welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today.
0: Now let the magic begin. You really have to get out of your own way
2: and let go of the doubt. Because if you start doubting the process, it kind of gets in the way of the magic that can happen. So just get out of the way, write whatever comes out of you, and I promise you will surprise yourself. Things will come onto the paper that will be channeled from a higher place, even if it's just your higher sense of self. And you'll get some answers and a lot of clarity to questions that you might
1: have and we'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. If you follow us on Instagram and watch our stories, you know that we're quite the pancake connoisseurs, and we love to make vegan protein pancakes with Organifi's delicious chocolate complete protein powder. We are also in love with their superfood green juice powder because even if you're eating veggies all the time, they lose a ton of nutritional value by the time we actually eat them. And not all of us have the time or the means to get all natural, fresh, organic vegetables that our bodies deserve, which is why it has become part of our morning routine to use Organifi's delicious green juice.
0: Mm, yes, and I am crazy about their red juice that seriously tastes like Kool-Aid, but a healthy Kool-Aid that is just packed with antioxidants and immune-boosting herbs. And we just want to hook you guys up with this amazing product. So Organifi is giving our listeners 20% off your purchase. So go to Organifi.com and use our code MAGIC at checkout. That is Organifi.com, code MAGIC. Also a part of our healthy morning routine is to take our Hum Nutrition Vitamin Beauty Supplements, I swear. My digestion has never been so smooth since taking Hum's Flatter Me
1: and Gut Instinct Supplements daily. And my skin has never been so clear since taking their daily cleanse tablets. Hum Nutrition Supplements are sustainably sourced, non-GMO, and free of soy, gluten, artificial colors, and preservatives. We'll share our story on how Hum has healed us and mention our special Hum Give giveaway for you later in the show also hum is giving our listeners 20% off just go to humnutrition.com and check out with the promo code magic that's humnutrition.com promo code magic the link is in our show notes
0: now let the magic begin You may know her as The Balanced Blonde, and today we are ecstatic to chat with Jordan Younger, a well-renowned blogger and podcaster extraordinaire. Her popular blog, TheBalancedBlonde.com, has been one of our go-to sites to seek relatable and uplifting health, wellness, and even spiritual inspiration to set our souls on fire. We feel like we know her as she shares her entire spiritual journey to hundreds of thousands of people around the globe through her writings on her blog and her high-vibing podcast, Soul on Fire. And we must admit, her podcast is one of our inspirations for creating this podcast, as we've enjoyed listening to enlightening conversations with spiritual leaders who have created and shared their magic with the world. So today, we are beyond honored to chat with Jordan to find out more about how she created her own magic.
2: Hello, Jordan. Hello, both of you. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I can't believe that my podcast has inspired you to create your podcast. That's probably one of the coolest things I've ever heard. And I'm so happy to be here.
1: We're so happy to have you here and so honored that you are our first interview ever. I know.
2: How special is that? That's such a cool feeling. And I already feel the good vibes with you guys. So I think it's going to be a really fun conversation.
1: I think so, too. We've been following your journey since the blonde vegan days to when you released your first book, Breaking Vegan, and became The Balanced Blonde. We really admire your bravery and are so inspired by you. You always seem to just embody your truth in an amazing way. And we're wondering, how have you allowed your business to change as you evolve instead of holding on to an image that you no longer identify with?
2: That is such a good question. And I'm so glad that we're leading in with this because it's definitely been a journey uh as you mentioned i had my first blog the blonde vegan that's my first business my first ever dipping my toes into sharing my life publicly and then creating a brand based off of that which of course then became my job so it was very scary to walk away from the blonde vegan brand after building a life around this plant-based way of eating and sharing with people and it was really scary to first admit to myself that i had really limited myself with what i was eating and of course triggered myself into being obsessed with juice cleanses and eating yes. raw vegan food from the earth and I imagine a lot of your listeners can probably relate that choosing this healthy path that makes us feel so good and so vibrant and so alive can often take us down a little bit of a darker path if we become obsessed and take things too far, and it can really isolate us socially and just health-wise also. So I was not healthy anymore. I was really limited. I had to stay true to myself and evolve my brand, change my blog name from The Blonde Vegan to The Balanced Blonde, and I happened to go through this journey very publicly. So I shared about my eating disorder, orthorexia, which at the time was really not a common term. Orthorexia, for everybody listening who might not have ever heard of the word, is the obsession with health and wellness and an eating disorder that characterizes really limiting yourself with healthy foods and having a fear or avoidance of anything that doesn't fall under that super healthy category. So it's a pretty Mm -hmm. serious eating disorder and has elements of anorexia and a lot of other traditional eating disorders that people may have heard more about. I was just not healthy. So I had to be super authentic to what I knew was true, walk away from the label that I had put on myself and... Just to mention, because I'm sure you have a lot of people listening who might choose to eat plant-based or live the vegan life, and I totally admire and appreciate that. I think everybody has something that works for them. For me, I need a little bit more protein in my life, and I have a really sensitive system hormonally and sensitivity in general. I'm a highly sensitive person, willing to bet maybe you two are also. And, Mm -hmm. yep, so I had to walk away, transition my brand, and that authentic factor is really, I think, what has shaped the Balanced Blonde as a brand now that it's been three and a half years since my switch. So it was tough, but I kind of just recommend to everybody, you have to stay true to yourself, even if you're scared, even if you think that it might be detrimental to your brand as I thought what if I lose all my readers what if I can't do this anymore for a living and I have to get a nine to five or something like that because people don't support my choices but I wouldn't have been happy that way and I think when you make the authentic choice everything builds and builds upon itself organically so the balanced blonde that's... is flourishing and I'm not sure if I had remained the blonde vegan that it that it would have so that's my answer no, to I... that
0: I am beyond grateful that you have put this concept, this disorder, this eating disorder on the map because it not only helped heal hundreds of thousands, but also myself. I didn't understand or didn't know what was going on with me, but I did have this obsession for such a long time to not eat certain foods. I was, and it did interfere with my relationships and my social life and even my career. And then I remember seeing a YouTube video of you talking about this. And I was like, yes, this is what is going on. And then once I actually was able to address this and you brought this awareness into my life, I was actually able to heal and release it. So I am so beyond grateful for you putting this message on the map. And I'm just curious um, how you recovered from it and how you've shared your message with the world and healed others so how has this changed your relationship with food today and most importantly the relationship with yourself and how you view your body
2: wow thank you so much for those (laughs) kind words and it still blows my mind to this day to hear specific stories from people of how my orthorexia journey impacted them and helped them and every single time it makes me happy So thank you for saying that. (laughs) Me too. I have
0: goosebumps right now. (laughs) Me too.
2: Thank you for saying that. And thank you for listening to your body and not being afraid to make those choices because it takes a ton of courage, a ton of bravery to change our mindset about the way that we look at food and these labels that we put onto ourselves. It's so hard to walk away from them because often they become part of our identity, how we view ourselves. So kudos to you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Anybody listening who might see themselves in this position, just know that you can get out of it. There's light at the end of the tunnel and it's a very beautiful way to live, to have some variety and to also treat our bodies well and eat healthy food. So for me, I had quite the journey walking away from the plant-based way of life and immediately reintroducing everything that I hadn't eaten for so long because I was vegetarian for pretty much like 12 years. Off and on, I I was a bit pescatarian. And then I was vegan for three years, plant-based vegan for a year and a half. So I really kept limiting, limiting, limiting. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I let go of that label, I reintroduced everything really fast Because that's kind of how I am. I'm a very extreme person, as you guys may have learned in my book or just something that I talk about all the time. Um, So I thought, well, I know people encourage you to go slowly when you're reintroducing animal protein back into your diet after after being vegan. But I'm just going to go really fast because that's how I do everything. So that's what I did and ended up really messing up my stomach and my hormones and developing ulcers and um, food allergies got even worse that I had always had. And I didn't have the proper digestive enzymes anymore after being a plant-based vegan to digest meat. So I had to kind of start seeing a functional medicine doctor and take all these different alternative healing routes which I later learned as someone who believes that everything happens for such a distinct reason that I was meant to be on that path I was meant to reintroduce everything so quickly and crash and burn and get really sick and have my hormones go crazy which affected my skin and my mood and my whole life um, I was in a lot of pain and it just wasn't myself I wasn't happy so I had to really take a step back and start exploring alternative alternative healing from functional medicine to acupuncture to Ayurvedic Panchakarmas to Reiki and a whole list of other things that I'm sure we'll get into. And through that whole journey, I started taking different supplements prescribed to me by my functional medicine doctor to get back into balance. And... I pretty much started eating in a way that I think really works for me now, which has taken me three and a half years, I will say, so it's a long journey, and I think it's always shifting and always evolving, but I have to eat super clean foods that come from as close to local and the earth as possible, and of course, I'm not rigid with this, I do live my life, I do go to birthday dinners and on Uh vacations and make tons of exceptions, but... When I have the control and when I cook for myself at home, I shop at the farmer's market. I eat tons of nutrient-rich vegetables and fruits because those are so good and abundant and good for me, and I also eat animal protein. So I eat fish and poultry and meat, and I get that from a local farmer's market, so it's hormone-free, it's free-range, no pesticides, all that good stuff, and I find that that's something that works for me, and I kind of yeah. go in and out of the whole like intermittent fasting and ketosis thing. And I usually avoid <gasps> those labels because they're labels. But yeah. I love I love eating that way. They make me it makes me feel really good, and I like learning from really inspirational people in the wellness space, like Dave Asprey and all of the other biohackers. And I've found that. Really changing things up and staying on top of myself to treat myself well and eat to fuel my body is just a much healthier way of life for me.
0: You're eating intuitively, and I'm yes. so glad that you have this developed this relationship with your body and food.
1: Thank you. Something that I really admire about you is that you have experienced every end of the spectrum with food and diet and taking care of yourself without getting attached to any one specific label. And that takes so much courage and bravery in a community that doesn't necessarily celebrate kind of going outside of the regular box. Um, So I really honor your vulnerability and sharing your story. And it sounds like you have such a deep relationship with your intuition in all areas of your life. So I would love to hear how you cultivated that relationship and how it's really changed your life by following that. Yes, I'm glad that
2: you mentioned eating intuitively because ultimately that does wrap up my whole ideology of food and also in life, living intuitively, eating intuitively, moving intuitively, and of course that requires strengthening our intuition. So I'm glad that you asked this question. It's something that I've been focusing on a lot lately, strengthening my intuition and writing to my intuition so that it can help me make decisions every day, which might sound a little out there, but I love doing it. So a couple of ways that I have strengthened this relationship is really just by slowing my life down. It became very, very clear to me about a year and a half ago that I had to slow down. I was moving through life really fast. I live in LA. I know you know how that is, Allie from Growing Yes, Mac- we're oh, just about yeah. to say. <laughs> oh yeah, and you guys. Oh yeah, very fast pace. Yeah, you live in like the mecca of the laid-back, chill, spiritual, high-vibe <laughs> life in Hawaii. Which, as you know, There's I'm coming no time here. You, coming to visit I'm,
0: because I I'm, need to soak it in. Yes, yes you, you are coming into our goddess space. We have a place just for you. Yay! Yeah, so here yeah. in LA, things
2: are things are fast paced and I love it here, but I also have to find a way to balance the Los Angeles way of life with the Jordan necessary way of life, which is to slow down and to focus on taking care of myself. So I started really prioritizing self-care and filling my weeks with things that I love, spiritual practices and rituals that draw me back into who I am and get me in touch with my creativity and make me feel alive. So I do everything from acupuncture and cupping every week to working with a bodywork fascia specialist who moves my fascia around which really goes deep and kind of goes beyond the fascia and into the body which helps you move past blockages to be intuitive and really speak from your spirit, speak from your heart, and um, that's something that I've tried lately that's been a little newer in my routine that I love. I do a lot of Ayurveda. I have an Ayurvedic practitioner. We do treatments um, like the five-day Panchakarma treatment that I did last year that really helped me slow down. And then on a daily basis, what I do is I stick to my rituals, and without those rituals, it's really hard for me to tap into my intuition. So I wake up, I journal, and this is a non-negotiable for me now. I Instead of grabbing my phone and scrolling through Instagram, getting back to text messages, I spend at least 30 minutes just writing whatever I feel like. It could be a list of things that I have to do that day, which turns into all sorts of other things that I want to manifest in my life. Or it could be like a totally from the heart kind of channeled situation where I'm just writing exactly what flows through me and it feels so good. And I love starting my day that way. I also start my day with stretching and meditation and intuitive movement, uh, which is kind of like yoga, but way less structured. I just move around on my yoga mat. And then I kind of come back to that throughout the day. And it keeps me really tapped in.
0: So important to have that sacred morning time and to be consistent with a good morning ritual. That really works for you. But it sounds like you just kind of let it go with the flow, whatever feels like your highest self at that moment. And it sounds like you have a beautiful morning writing ritual to help you get into the flow and tap into your stream of consciousness. Remember watching your Instagram showing your morning ritual with kundalini and the breathing, which was so inspiring and it made me want to get up this morning and do a lot of different breathing techniques. Um, but can you expand on this practice and how do you feel like it sets up your day the rest of the day?
2: Yes, yes. And I'm so glad that you liked that video. That was such a fun one. Oh, yeah. With the breath work, I want to had it. This- what sage crystal yes yes, yes I have Definitely it all
0: sage this morning yes you yes,
2: do I have it all next to that's me that's why right you're now. a soul sister in our hearts totally I know we're all into the same stuff and it just makes me so happy I have my crystals and my sage next to me right now and Hudson has made his way out of the closet and he's Aww. sitting Aww, here Hudson. <laughs> part of the conversation Hello. with us as always um So the way that this practice sets me up for the rest of my day is it really helps me stay in my body. Um, I'm the kind of person who can easily feel like I'm out of my body if the situation doesn't feel right to me, or if I have a lot of anxiety in a specific type of circumstance or situation. I can just kind of leave my body and check out, and it makes it really hard for me to express myself and to stay true to myself and really represent who I am in the most authentic light. So when I do all of these grounding practices and rituals, it helps me stay in my body so that every interaction I have during the day or everything I write and create for my blog and my podcast can just really be in alignment with who I am. And first it takes that practice in the morning to really tap into, who am I today? And what do I wanna bring into the world? Um, Usually it comes back to, I just want to share my authentic self and be a light and not let my own anxieties and whatever else get in the way of how I share myself with
0: people. You are such a light. You are such a light. (laughs) (laughs) So are both of you.
1: I love what you said about um, taking that time to be grounded because I think it's so interesting. Human beings are really the only creatures that can check out. You know, we can be sitting in a room with each other and not really be there with each other. And so taking that time each morning to become embodied and present in this moment right here, it's so powerful. So I love that you said that. I would love to talk to you. You said you're currently doing a Reiki training, so I would definitely want to hear more about that. I actually did a Reiki training when I was 18, and it was such a powerful experience. So I would love to hear more about how that's going for you. Yes, I
2: love, love, love that you've done it too, and it totally blows my mind that you did that when you were 18, because (laughs) you're she's got these powerful healing hands at such a young age. (laughs) Yeah, that is. So cool. And I mean, people often tell me that I'm getting into this stuff young and I'm 26. So I'm always so fascinated and really impressed by people who discover all of this awesome spiritual stuff at a young age. Um, But really, age is nothing. It's just a number. We're all so connected. And that's so cool to hear. Yeah. So I
1: think it finds you at the right time.
2: It does. It finds you at the right time. And a lot of 18-year-olds are not ready or not open yet. And some people are. So that's really cool.
0: So I've been receiving some messages from 14-year-olds about getting into yoga wow. and this meditation. It. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's beautiful. I love it. I've met some really, really cool bloggers here in L.A. who are 13, 14, 15. And they're fully doing their blogs, they're in high school, middle school. I really love it, I think it's so cool. Nothing but a number. Exactly, so the Reiki training was so cool. I did Reiki one yesterday, and um, it kind of tied a lot of things together for me. I've had a lot of questions about my own connection to a higher source of energy that I feel so strongly every single day. And I've just, it's been a year of exploration with me, exploring how do I want to approach that type of connection that I have and how do I want to infuse it in everything I do from teaching yoga to writing on my blog, etc. cetera. Um, and I feel like Reiki is a really, really cool, powerful way to infuse that higher spiritual life force of energy. So... I have been told by many, many healers that I have heat in my hands, healing type of hands. um, And it sounds like you ladies probably have that also. It's a very cool thing. And um, I just wanted to learn more about Reiki and how to practice Reiki and really try to heal whatever people are going through um, with positive spiritual life force energy. So Yesterday was powerful. I learned a lot. I think a lot of what I learned I will apply to myself first and foremost because I think the more that we heal ourselves and our past wounds and everything we've been through, the more we can eventually help other people. Um, so it kind of just opened my eyes to things that I need to work on in my daily life in order to be my best self, which is really working on boundaries and doing a lot more for myself versus um, sharing everything all the time and being so available all the time and kind of finding that really positive balance between taking care of myself so that I can kind of Reiki myself all the time and then eventually spread that outward to other people. So I'm very excited to see how this Reiki journey will, um, will play into everything else I do as I start to
1: dive deeper into the training and eventually do Reiki too and beyond. I love that. I'm so excited for you on this journey. And everything you just said, I think you can apply to anything that we cannot give what we do not have. And so self-care is very selfless because when you fill your cup up, you have so much more love to give. And one of the concepts that I love about Reiki is that They say that you are simply an instrument for pure energy to come through. And so we aren't really doing anything. We're simply getting out of our own way for more love to be invited in. Exactly. And I love that too. With Reiki, we're just being used as a
2: channel, a channel for more love to come through. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that's what I want to do anyway. So if Reiki helps with that process, then I am totally into it.
0: Yes, I remember actually in one of your podcasts, you had a medium on and she told you that you are a healer that can not be channeled. And she gave you some methods to talk to your spirit guides. In fact, I want to talk about spirit guides, if you don't mind, because um, we've heard you talk about it on your podcast about tapping into yours. And so what are some methods that you're using now to do this? Oh my gosh! This is such a fun question. You guys are so fun to talk to. <laughs> we could, I'm so excited to hear.
2: Oh my god, we could just geek out on this stuff for oh, life. Yeah. This is gonna be such a good <laughs> podcast. Everybody listening, you guys should probably subscribe now because this is just gonna we go love you so above much. and beyond. Um, spirit guides, spirit yes, spirit guides are such a cool way. I think to just connect even deeper with ourselves. So whatever your belief system might be, whether it be spirit guides or angels or God or spirit, or just a higher sense of self, um, Mm -hmm. I think that there is something out there guiding us. And I love to talk to my spirit guides and just a little brief explanation on spirit guides. They could be anyone from people in your life who have passed away, grandparents, ancestors, to angels who have been guiding you, who you've never met before. Um, They could surprise you in lots of different ways with what type of non-physical being that they are. So I think we all have a team of spirit guides, a team of angels that just kind of go ahead of us and place our lives in certain circumstances in a certain way, which is why everything happens for a reason, why we are all deeply connected to energy and our intuition when we push everything else aside so some of the ways that I connect to my spirit guides are through automatic writing so
0: Mm
2: -hmm. that's a shout out to Marianne DeMarco the medium (laughs) she taught me that and anybody can do it all you have to do is pull out a piece of paper and write some questions to your spirit guides You can write their specific names if there is an (laughs) ancestor that you want to connect with or, or a loved one who has passed away and just start talking to them. Just say, I want to know what you think about this relationship in my life or I want to know if you think that there's anything wrong with my health right now or anything that I could be doing better Um, and then you just start writing and you really have to get out of your own way and let go of the doubt because if you start doubting the process it kind of gets in the way of the magic that can happen so just get out of the way write whatever comes out of you and I promise you will surprise yourself things will come onto the paper that will be channeled from a higher place, even if it's just your higher sense of self. And you'll get some answers and a lot of clarity clarity to questions that you might have. So this is something I like to do all the time. I also talk to my spirit guides. I thank them when something good comes into my life. I talk to them before mm-hmm. I go to bed and just say like, please watch over me as I sleep. I would love for all of the beings in this room to be of the highest and greatest good so that I can get a good night of sleep and have good dreams and, you know, be creatively stimulated in the morning. So I talk to them every chance I get through writing and
0: out loud. Did you ever receive a download of one of their names? Oh my gosh. So this is like my quest.
2: This is what I think about all the time. Like, can I please just know who all my spirit guides are? Can I see what they all look like so I can envision them? Because I'm such a visual person. I
0: I
1: just want to know.
0: And I know I, exactly what you mean. That's my struggle right now, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In my Reiki training, actually, the woman who was training me, she said one of my spirit guides looked like Merlin, which I like to think of as Dumbledore. That is I'm so true. Like <laughs> yes, that's so cute. I can totally see that.
2: I've had people tell me... um, that so one of my spirit guides is definitely my grandfather my dad's dad Mm -hmm. so that's an easy one because I know what he looks like and I know his name Mm -hmm. and I think it's a much younger version of himself when he was in his best health and kind of the body that he was the happiest in so before I ever knew him but I think it's him in his 30s or so and he's blonde and he has glasses and he's always really well dressed and he's hilarious. He was in the Navy. He's like total sailor mouse kind of guy, Um, very to the point, but very loving.
0: He yeah, is. Grandpa.
2: <laughs> He's one of my spirit guides. So that's really fun. <laughs> I've been told that I have most likely an extraterrestrial spirit guide, which is going to sound totally crazy to some people listening, but I just own it because I'm so into this stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know kind of how to picture what that might look like. And otherwise, probably just some angels, maybe my grandma. And I kind of just mm-hmm. try to view them as this group of just higher higher self kind of beings.
0: Do you have any signs or universal synchronicities when you know that it's your grandpa, your grandpa's there with you right now? Yes. Talking um, to you. Yes.
2: So many signs. Don't even get me started. But one of them (laughs) is the number 201. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's pretty insane. It follows me everywhere. This has been for about eight and a half years now. 201 just shows up all the time. It's it's totally crazy. But I live in a 201 apartment. I've lived in 201 apartments and houses for the last 8 years and um always by coincidence. Also just lots of good things that happen to me happen at 201 p.m. I'll be walking down the street and see 201 just spray painted on the ground for no apparent reason all the time and tons of other two-on-one synchronicities. So I actually think that that is my maternal grandmother, who she's also one of my guides. And then my grandfather, I think he kind of just comes to me with like, when I receive information, it seemingly just pops into my head where everything feels so right. And I just make decisions based off of my intuition. Like when I just spontaneously decided I was not going to be vegan anymore and I was going to change the whole Mm -hmm. course of my brand because of that and when I spontaneously decided to move back to LA from New York with literally no reason whatsoever other than I was just going to do it and it just felt right um, things like that I feel like are him just guiding me and just showing me your intuition always knows the way
1: I love that. I actually remember on Super Soul Sunday, Oprah talked about something similar where she said, if it's your intuition, you'll feel the flow of your life pulling you in a new direction, almost like this tugging sensation. And so I think the stronger you get with your relationship to your intuition, the clearer sign it is.
2: Yes, I totally agree.
1: And it sounds like you really are so good at trusting that and having faith, even if you don't know how it's going to work out or why. It's like you're just really living from your heart space, which I love.
2: Thank you. Yes, I think that's what it's all about. We never know what the outcome is necessarily going to be, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't follow our heart and make those decisions anyway, because they'll always work out the way that they're supposed to.
0: It also seems like one of your main focuses these days is to tap into your medium abilities. Am I right? You are so right. We're going to take a quick break to share our love for our sponsor, Hum Nutrition, who has an amazing giveaway for three of our sponsors. And a side note, I'm honestly super skeptical about any brand that claims to be the cure or the magical elixir to all your issues. But seriously, guys, Hum really does seem to heal almost all. I going to be honest right now, I have had terrible digestion and chronic bloating since I got back from Bali a few months ago, and it put me in a funk for a while, so when a friend recommended Hum to me, I, took, I decided to take the Flatter Me and Gut Instinct tablets, and now... Let's just say I run a
1: little more smoothly. And Hum is offering three of our listeners three months of $150 worth of Hum products for free, which is amazing. All you have to do is rate and review our podcast on iTunes, send a screenshot to info at yourownmagic.life, and tell us that you want to submit for the Hum giveaway.
0: Yes, and don't forget about receiving 20% off Hum Nutrition with our promo code MAGIC. Yes. So have you been successful at hearing and for feeling or talking to or even seeing the other side?
2: Yes, I have been lately. It's so cool. It's um again, for me, it's more of like this knowing type of thing um versus seeing visually. When I sleep, I see a lot more. So I have these like really clear projection kind of dreams, which I believe are visits from the other side and that, when I'm asleep, everything's super visual. When I'm awake, it's much more just an all-knowing kind of thing. So um, that would be the clairvoyant of all of the clairs, um, because there's clairsentient, clairvoyant, clairaudient, and um, I just kind of like get information dropped into my head from the other side and I have recently I had a really cool experience where I was able to channel like a full-blown massive conversation between um my friend Kelsey who I've known my whole life and her boyfriend who passed away when we were in high school
0: (gasps) oh my gosh I have chills and I'm dropping my mouth right now
2: yeah yeah my mouth is literally dropped (laughs) You have chills because he's there with you because you can probably feel it too. So chills chills are often the validating sign from the other side that what we're believing is Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'll give you the short version of the story, how I was able to tap into what he wanted to say to Kelsey and realize that I was the person to deliver this message Um, she's my hairdresser, but we were friends long before she was ever my hairdresser. And she, um, we often talk about Alex, her boyfriend who passed away when we were younger, because, um, it's just, yeah, we, we like to talk about him and see how she's feeling. And I went through a really similar situation in high school with a boyfriend. So Kelsey and I are just able to talk about this kind of stuff. So, Recently, probably two months ago, we were talking about Alex and I started getting these full body chills that were different from just like split second chills or anything else. It was like this electronic pulse through my whole body from the crown of my head to my toes, all the way back up, down again for a really long time while we were talking about him. And every time... We said something a little bit deeper about him it would happen just even more intensely so I started saying to Kelsey I really think you should talk to a medium because I've developed all these great relationships with really legitimate awesome mediums and um, I would love to have you talk to one of them and she was really into the idea and I was getting all of this kind of downloads of information from Alex saying to me yes Yes, you're supposed to be telling this to Kelsey. I need to talk to her. And this was just the clearest, clear, it it was as clear as day, as if he was just telling me this and he was standing in front of me. So without totally wanting to freak Kelsey out, I was telling her, so I think Alex is here. I think he's in my body. He's sending me chills. He's sending me messages. He really, really wants you to talk to a medium. And we were both pretty emotional, and Kelsey was really really into the idea and i gave her the information for a couple different mediums and after that we kind of went our separate ways she didn't end up connecting with the mediums and i started getting all of this information from alex all the time pretty much telling me that kelsey doesn't need to find a medium that i can just tell her what he has to say so i didn't fully trust myself at first because this is so new to me and I really wanted her to talk to a medium who's been doing this for a long time but eventually he was telling me such specific things about really really specific like items of clothing that he wanted me to mention to her and like specific people that he wanted to talk wanted me to tell her about so I just one day I was like Kelsey I'm getting so many messages from Alex let me just tell you what they are and let's just see if if this sounds correct to you. So I told her everything that he was that he had been saying to me which had been like 6 weeks worth of information because I was really trying to wait for her to talk to somebody else and then a couple mediums told me you just tell her you're getting the information yourself and it was just this really powerful healing experience where everything he had said really lined up with truth of, of how Kelsey felt and all these specifics, like items of clothing and even deeper things. She was like, Oh my God, how do you know this? Like, these are, these are like pieces of clothes of him that I've been of his that I've been wearing since he died. Um, which I didn't know. So it was just a wow. really really cool thing.
0: Wow. You are No doubt. Very, very, very becoming even more in tune. Did you hear his actual voice talk to you and tell you these things? Or how did you know that this was a download?
2: So it kind of came to me in my own voice. And that's the really confusing thing. And that's, that's why I think I have never known in the past in my last 26 years of life that I was able to access this kind of information. And then I started learning from a lot of different spiritual teachers and mediums like Marianne that often the voice of the other side comes in your own voice. So you have to learn how to differentiate it from your own thoughts. But when stuff is being dropped down into your head that is like information that you wouldn't know at all, that is very clearly coming from someone else, you kind of just learn how to distinguish it as something that's not your own. So I'm still really new to it. And I think the only reason Mm -hmm. that I was really able to like transcribe everything that Alex told me is because I'm so close with Kelsey and I've been so close with her through this whole entire experience of hers. It's been 10 years since he passed away. And um, I think I was just the person that Alex wanted to deliver this information to Kelsey to heal her and to help her live a happier life and also to heal him on the other side. Cause that's very real. Oh, too. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And I wonder if there was something or an item around, or maybe you were just open, but you know how some mediums they have to have an item from another person t- in order for them to tap in. Is there any sort of item or something that allows you or anybody interested in tapping into their medium abilities, like some way that they can s- get tap into that a little easier.
2: Yeah, I think that would have been really helpful. And I don't know if I had anything around me that was like reminiscent <laughs> of of something that Alex would be connected to. But I definitely surround myself with a lot of crystals and Sage yes. and Palo Santo. And of course, I think I kind of and you... make my space really open. And mm-hmm. then I think being around Kelsey herself and spending so much time with her that's that was the item. That was like what he wanted to connect to was her. Um but yeah, for other people who are interested in tapping in while you're doing your automatic writing, it's a really good idea to have um the item of the loved one that you're trying to connect to. So if you have any belongings of your loved ones who have passed away, it's a really good idea to hold on to a picture of them or something like that to connect a little bit deeper.
1: I love that. And it sounds like you had such a safe space with her while you were really learning to trust these messages and trust your abilities and gifts that you could share this with her with such an open heart and kind of build off of that. So I love that. Um, You're so energetically sensitive and yet it seems like you really hold these healthy boundaries. I would love to hear more about that. Like, What do you do to process and reboot when you feel any unwanted energies or Even just living in L.A., you know, walking around, there's a lot of kind of chaos. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear more about your practices.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yes, I'm very, very, very sensitive. I feel like I'm a sponge that just soaks in other people's energy. And, for example, I was at a conference last weekend. There were about 300 people there. And um, it was a really cool group of people, tons of amazing energy, But I all of a sudden felt like I was walking around with 300 different people's feelings inside of me and emotions because I'm just sensitive to being around so many different people and I really need my own alone time to recharge and I think everybody needs that to a certain degree. Some of us are more highly sensitive than others. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just know for myself, I have got to carve out the time to recharge, whether that be just blocking off a whole entire day every single week to not see anybody, to not be obligated to talk to anybody if I spontaneously want to. That's a whole different story. But if I don't, then I don't have to. And working from home for me is, is such a positive thing, because it gives me a lot of freedom to be productive and to get my stuff done. But I can also work from bed. Like that's what I'm doing right now. I'm talking to you guys (laughs) from my bed. And I need I need that sometimes because with all of the output that just comes from modern day life, and also having a blog and having a podcast and really putting myself out into the public all the time. Yeah. um, I have got to literally work from my bed the other half of the time to balance out all of that, all of that output of energy. And I think that's really important. So everybody has their thing. For me, it's being yeah. alone or doing yoga mm-hmm. really
1: helps.
0: I'm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so great that you honor that.
1: Yeah, we were actually talking about how important that relationship to yourself is and to have that time alone, because then it's like a battery recharging you know we fill up and then we can bring that love back out into the world so I love that you said that and also there's no safer place than your bed with your dog so that's perfect yeah actually Hudson's a little kitty cat or kitty cat
2: (laughs) yeah exactly he acts like a dog Uh (laughs) slash human oh I love that does he like
1: roll on his back and let me scratch oh
2: (laughs) all the time
1: all the time he's so funny Oh, I love that. Um, You also mentioned crystals, and I heard you talk about programming crystals, so I would love to hear what your rituals are with that and how this practice of really working with crystals can support us.
2: Yeah, so programming crystals is something I think is really fun on top of the fact that we're giving our crystals a purpose. So when you're getting into crystals and you're learning about them and choosing the crystals that you're drawn to, It's always a good idea, I think, to program your crystals by just holding it in your hand and meditating with it, maybe staging it to clear off any energy that it's picked up before it's made its way to you, and then just give it a purpose so it knows what it's there for. I like to just really program them very simply, like I have a crystal that is programmed to connect me to my spirit guides, and I have a crystal that's programmed to calm me down and recharge me after a long day of being out and about and all my crystals have a specific purpose but they're simple like Mm -hmm. that so you can just find the ritual that works for you i like to just program them in a simple morning meditation and also i have a lot of people in my life who are super powerful and highly spiritual and have been doing this kind of stuff for far longer than i have So if I ever have the opportunity to have them program a crystal, I always take that opportunity.
1: Ooh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, like my Reiki master or um, Heather and Timmy who started Energy Muse, who I think you know, they program crystals. Um, So it's always kind of cool to have someone who you're inspired by, who's a teacher of yours, kind of infuse their powerful
1: energy into a crystal too. I have another question. If you were a crystal, what would you be?
2: Oh my gosh. Best question. (laughs) It's kind of like your color
1: question. It is. It (laughs) is. like your color question about crystal. Yeah. I
2: think I would be a rose quartz and that's for a lot of reasons, mainly because I'm obsessed with love. I love being in love. I love feeling love from all angles, from friends and family and my blog readers. Um, and for myself and then also I've heard lately that rose just the color rose is a very Mm -hmm. calming force and I feel like I need a lot of that in my life um I'm not a naturally calm person I'm a naturally pretty um anxious all over the place kind of person so
0: anything that helps make me feel grounded is what I love so rose quartz whoa Just the way you said that just now, because I didn't mention this, but my spirit guide's name is Rose, and the way you pronounce Rose, everything just hit me, and I have chills again. That's crazy. Wait, I love it. You know her name. That's so cool. Yes, I know. I have asked a million times every single morning around 5 a.m., and finally, it came pretty clear, and then there was a sign later in the day that it was definitely Rose, and I... I am so grateful for her. And in my journal now, I write, Dear Rose.
2: Oh my gosh, that's (laughs) so beautiful. I love that so much.
0: And that really hit home when you said that. But speaking of love, actually, I'm so curious because you have been in this amazing relationship for how long now?
2: We've been together since January. We were... Best friends for three years. Yeah.
0: So it feels like That's a, amazing. That's the way to do it. Have the friendship and let that build. Exactly. Um, do you and your boyfriend have any spiritual practices together?
2: We do. Oh, this is such a fun question. Oh. Love talking about this kind of stuff. We, <laughs> we do. I would say we're, we're both incredibly spiritual people, even if my spirituality is much more outward with everything I do. <laughs> Crystals, meditation, kundalini. Um, but he's just an inherently spiritual person, kind of his heart is spiritual, I would say. And he, um, he's just very serious about the things that, that he loves and pours his energy into, whether it be work or me or his family, and I love that. So something that we do when we're together is um, we lay in bed, And we touch our foreheads to each other, so, like, our third eyes.
0: And
2: we could do that for hours. Like, if people saw us, we always say, if anyone was, like, watching us, they would be like, what are you doing? But we kind of communicate telepathically. In a way, um, he he's like the type who, if he heard me say telepathy, he would roll his eyes. But um, I, that's what I would call it. We communicate without speaking. And it calms both of us down. Wow. And it's like the most powerful feeling of love I've ever experienced. It's so special. Anybody can do it. So anybody who's listening... If you have a partner, my future boyfriend, yeah, this is happening. Exactly. It's so special. And sometimes our eyes are open and sometimes they're closed. And it literally takes me to a different planet. I love it. We also Sorry. meditate <laughs> together. <laughs> we like to meditate together in the morning oh, uh-huh. for seven minutes, which is like so doable. Seven minutes before we start our day. And I think it just enhances meditation when you do it with somebody who's also tapped in and working on just clearing their thoughts, finding clarity in their own mind. Those are a couple things we do. We also have our Friday night yoga ritual, which is my favorite thing ever, where we take a 6 p.m. yoga class and then go to Erewhon for dinner, which is our favorite, like, grocery store, healthy
0: everything kind of place. Oh, we miss Erewhon so Oh, much. my gosh. You are making me miss LA just a bit. Wait, where do you take yoga, by the way? I'm curious. So In on LA. Fridays, we go
2: to Tantris. Have you guys been to <gasps> Tantris? No, but I've heard all about this. Yeah, it's Russell Simmons Yoga Studio. It's on yeah. the border of West Hollywood and Beverly Hills, and it's so beautiful. It's such a sacred space. It's very uh, very traditional, classic, with, like lots of Sanskrit on the walls, and the way that they lead class is so beautiful. Every first Friday of the month, they have music, live music in the classes, and like a party. It's so much fun. Um, oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah. We should create one here. Yeah, you should, and then um, I just go to Core Power in my neighborhood here in Brentwood pretty much every day, because I love the community of people, and I love yeah. the consistency of the teachers. It's, it's really cool.
1: You mentioned um, Kundalini, and I actually took a class once with Gurmukh at Golden Bridge. Have you been there? Yes, I love it. She is magical, but um, you said you were questioning becoming a Kundalini teacher, and if that's part of your calling, do you have any new downloads from your guides on this, and I'd just love to hear about your relationship to Kundalini.
2: Yeah, oh my gosh, thank you for asking me this question. It's so fun to talk to people who are, like, in my head, because this is is the kind of stuff I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, We're in
0: your head.
2: Yeah, you are. You are. You get it. So... I was, when I first was getting into kundalini, which was less than a year ago, this is how I just like dive headfirst into things and make them my life. Um, The extremist self, we get it, we get it. Yeah, exactly. I was obsessed with the idea of becoming a kundalini teacher, feeling like this is everything my yoga teaching path has been missing. This is the spiritual (laughs) aspect of like, what I already love about yoga and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then I was speaking to a shaman who's a close friend of mine who lives in Ojai, Nicola, from the episode that you guys listened to on my podcast. Um, And she was telling me that, well, that I already have the answers in my own heart about whether or not I should pursue being a kundalini teacher. And I wanted so bad for the answer to be yes, but it wasn't. And that was confusing to me because I've been asking my guides and I've been thinking so much about it. Why not? Why not? Because I really love it and I really see myself teaching kundalini and I see myself infusing kundalini with vinyasa and kind of creating my own style of yoga, which definitely would require taking a kundalini teacher training. Um, mm-hmm so i think the answer is no i'm not going to go down the traditional path of teaching kundalini but i will probably get trained in kundalini regardless so that i can use it in my own teachings and also use it for my own healing of myself as i pursue this path of continuing to teach vinyasa and also doing reiki and all the other stuff that i've been into Um, so i think probably next year Probably sometime in 2018, I will do a um, destination kundalini training, maybe in India, maybe in Bali, and just do it in like 28 days instead of doing the extended 200-hour in L.A., because if there's anything I've learned about myself, it is that I would rather just get it all done and not... Have to show up somewhere every single weekend, no matter how much I love it. Um, It just doesn't, that's not my lifestyle. It's hard for me. I don't like to be tied down for many, 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 many months.
1: So I think that's probably what I'll do. Something that I really admire about you, just listening to you with every subject, whether it's food or yoga or energy healing, is that you're never just one thing. Like you take what resonates from each practice and Cultivate your own beautiful spiritual journey and modality of healing. So I just want to honor that and say that it's really inspiring. Thank you so much. I really
2: appreciate that. And I really like looking at it that way and thinking of it that way. And it's true. I think being just one thing probably works for a lot of people. I have a lot of friends who love the structure of choosing their path. That's their path. That's what they love. And it's cool because everybody's different. And for me, I like blending everything that I love.
0: Yeah. So and I so look forward to taking a Jordan class in 2018 with Kundalini Mix Vinyasa. Mixed Vinyasa. I just want to take one of mixed Reiki. I just want to take one of your classes. Yes. I know. Well, maybe I'll come to Hawaii and yes.
2: teach a workshop <sighs> and you guys I can come it. like add an element into it, too.
0: Oh, that would be beyond amazing.
2: That is a dream. Well, we'll make it happen. Let's make this happen.
1: Yes, let's make this happen. Something yes, that I it. would love to know about. Um, I know that you are a lover of books and we are too. We read like one a day. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very curious to know what your top five favorite books are right now. Oh my God, such a good question. So I
2: love how much you guys read. I always love looking through your Instagram stories and seeing what you're reading and all the passages that you highlight, because it really reminds me of the stuff that I like to read and always inspires (laughs) book choices. So right now, sitting next to me, I have this book called Bringers of the Dawn, which is teachings from the Pleiadians. So it's a little out there, depending on what your listeners are into. But if anybody's looking to strengthen their relationship to non-physical beings to other universes to all that good stuff i would highly recommend this book bringers of the dawn by barbara marsiniak she's been channeling the pleiadians for like 35 years she's very cool i also have sitting next to me you are the universe by Dee. Dietz- Deepak Chopra. Yes. <laughs> I love
0: that book so much. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited.
2: I know. I've Deepak probably always. Yeah, I've read like 95% <laughs> of his books and I'm making my way through the rest of them. He's so cool. I oh, also love Yeah, I also love books cuz I could go on and on about spiritual books, but I also <laughs> love books that um, are like life hack Business types of books that's another one of my yeah, passions me in life too. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it so the the four-hour work week Tim Ferriss is Tim Ferriss always been yep. a go-to I believe in it his is... principles wholeheartedly I really don't think that working eight to ten not, hours a day is every what day humans are meant to do I think like working that in life spur- was not good yeah exactly so finding your create your creative stimulation, what makes you yeah. function at the highest level is something that I love. Um, I love all of Danielle Laporte's books. White
0: Hot Truth, my oh, newest I book love is good. Her. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are Danielle Laporte fanatics over this way.
2: Yes. Which Denise. one are you reading right
0: now? I just got White Hot
2: Truth and I'm making my way through it, her new one. I'm way through it right now. Isn't it incredible? Oh my God, I love it. I love how she's able to poke fun at all of the things that we do, all of the spiritual things that we're into. But she also (laughs) lives that life so deeply and so authentically. But she can laugh at it. And I can laugh at it too. Mm -hmm. Like, I know the spectrum that I'm on of like, talking to animal communicators and doing Reiki and acupuncture and cupping every single day, I know that I can laugh at that. Like, this is a phase in my life because I'm figuring a lot of stuff out. But it's also so powerful. So I love her outlook.
1: I love it, too. And I love that she's, again, similar to you, kind of gone through every experience on every end of the spectrum and then just takes what is her white hot truth. I love that too. Shout out to Danielle I <laughs> right yes, there. She's so cool. <laughs> a little plug
2: for her. Seriously, and then I also like fiction. I love mm-hmm. fiction, and probably my favorite book—not probably, but definitely—my favorite book of all time is "I Know This Much Is True" by Wally Lamb. Have you guys read that?
1: No.
0: That sounds familiar, but no.
2: Um. So it's it's a huge book. It's like fourteen hundred pages. And it's about this, um, it's about twin brothers. One of them is schizophrenic and one of them is not. And it's kind of like the story of their whole lives. And the schizophrenic brother is like really, really sick and really um, in and out of like psych wards. And it's the story from the perspective of the healthy brother and what his life has been like and That's really just the general premise. But it's such good character development. Like, I feel like I'll know those characters forever. Like, in my real life, I feel like I know them because I feel so connected to them. And it's just a really, really well-written novel. And I've always loved to write fiction, so it's one of my inspirations Mm -hmm. for character development and for writing style. It's just amazing. I think it took the author, like something like eight to ten years to write the book which I also just really admire that type eight of to dedication. 10
0: years what well, is 1400 pages so yeah exactly it's, oh, it's, wow I know, crazy so speaking of which then since you write books do you plan on releasing any of your fiction books or any fiction novels or also have any other projects in the works Yes, I have a few
2: projects in the works. I have, Ooh, yeah. I'm still kind of finalizing the concept for my next book that will be really about all this kind of stuff that we're talking about this mm-hmm. spiritual journey, manifesting, um, kind of just finding that soul on fire life that I think is so attainable to everyone. So that is in the works. I'm always working on it, even if I'm not physically writing things down yet. It's like fully formed in my head, which I love. And Good. I'm glad you're doing this
0: because it'd be selfish of you not to write
2: all this in a uh, like, add it to a book. I know. I want to share these teachings with everybody and just make it like accessible in my favorite kind of way, which is in a book. So that's coming up and then I'm always working on fiction stuff and I was actually like 100% diving into the process of writing a movie (laughs) and then um, at the moment decided to focus on other things just because I have so many things I want to create and (laughs) focusing my energy in one place is, is so hard for me but I know how necessary it is but I will at some point pretty soon be working on a movie And I'm excited about that,
1: too. We're so excited for that to come out and to see all of the beautiful projects that you create. I think the empowering thing about fiction is that the characters become your home. They become your family. And it really is this healing, not escape for people, but it just allows them to enter this entire other world. So I really look forward to seeing what you create. Thank you. I agree. Fiction is
2: so magical that way.
0: And do you think that the other book may be called Soul on Fire?
2: <laughs> yes, I think I think so. Ah. <laughs> I keep coming back to that title and it's just it just wraps it all up. It it envelopes everything. So yeah, I think it will.
0: That seems so a part of your path. So perfect. So fitting.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, you seem very fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. you embody that that is
0: the perfect title for your podcast you really do embody somebody that sets their soul on fire thank you
2: so much that's so nice and so do both of you oh
1: thank
0: you we love you we just love you
2: i love you back (laughs) so much
1: this is so fun it is. We have two more magical questions for you.
0: Mm hmm. That we'll probably be asking everybody we interview. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so you're the first guinea pig of it. Very fun. Um, at the end of your life, what will make you feel as though you've truly lived? What will make you feel as though you lived that soul on fire life? The most important things that you will ask yourself?
2: Wow. I think for me it comes back to love how much love did I have in my life and did I fully surrender to allowing myself to be loved and live in love all of the time so mainly with relationship and family and friendships I think no matter what else you create on this soul on fire path of life it always comes back to How much love did you give and how much love did you receive? And there's really no (laughs) quantifiable amount. But to be surrounded by love is ultimately, I think, what I'll look back on at the end of my life.
0: That speaks so true for you, it seems, in your message. That's beautiful. Thank you. Also, last question. Um, How would you advise people to create their own magic?
2: Ooh, such a fun one and I love that you'll be asking everybody this because I can't wait to hear a multitude of answers I think for everyone to create their own magic you must do all things authentically and do things from the heart so that can be hard to tap into and Hopefully in this episode, we gave some good tips and tricks on how to do that, how to tap into your intuition, how to get to know yourself and really be fearless in pursuing those things that feel most authentic to your heart. So I think every time you pursue what you love,
0: you're creating magic. I'm pretty sure you did provide a few golden nuggets in there for people. That
1: is beautiful. Absolutely. I've gotten chills throughout like 90% of the I podcast. know.
2: I love it. Well, you I'm ladies are. Yes, you ladies also are bringing so much magic into everyone's lives with this podcast and with your presence on social media and everything you share is so authentic, both of you. So you are spreading the magic that's for sure
0: thanks
1: so much love we Mm. so honor you and everything that you do and the impact that you're making and for those listening please make sure to check out jordan's podcast soul on fire and her instagram and website the balanced blonde yes 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 come say hi love hearing from everybody thank you ladies so much thank you jordan we are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, and those of you who leave a rating and
0: review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at life, and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided
1: by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at L. Don't forget the random L at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Raquel mantra. Thank you and have a magical day.